This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine. Only on the BetQL Network. We keep it rolling with Brendan Tobin. I am the sports machine, Sean Levine. Let's welcome on friend of the show, pro MMA better. Let's help him. Let's have him help us make some money. He is... Andrew Gombas, and he joins Tapped Out here on the BetQL Network. Before we get into the fighting, I see you wearing that beautiful Jet shirt, so I got to ask you, only because somebody asked me, right? So I'm in Kansas City, and they're like, hey, man, Aaron Rodgers is on the Jets now. Does that mean they're one of the contenders? And maybe I'm a jerk. Maybe I'm spoiled. But you know what my answer was? I didn't even answer, Andrew. I laughed. I was like, (laughs) are you serious? I didn't know if they were serious. So I ask you, are the Jets really a Super Bowl contender, bro? Yeah, I mean, I'll say this. I think they're going to be the most compelling time. They haven't made the puffs since 2010, I believe. I think they're the literally in dead last in terms of recency and making the playoffs. It's a huge upgrade from Zach Wilson. They won seven games last year. So my honest opinion is I think they'll probably win 10 or 11 this year. But the AFC, the AFC is going to be – you've still got Mahomes in there. You've still got Josh Allen in there. you still got Joe Burrow in there. Uh, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson. So the Jets are going to make it anywhere. They're going to have to go through a murderer's row. But I, I do think they're going to be significantly better than they have been in a long time, which is exciting when you're a Jets fan because you have pretty low standards. <laughs> and I noticed you left Tua out of there. I mean, what the hell? You didn't say Tua. You know, no, Tua. Leader in QBR this past year. You know, beat you, you, know, you, beat you guys. Last, you know, I don't understand what's going on there, Andrew. Everybody's upset with the concussion. You know, as an MMA fan, he's doing jujitsu now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I don't know if it's going to work, but apparently it's like his new remnants to not fall on his head. He's uh, learning jujitsu. It's his it's his. It's his yeah, maybe that could help with balance. Yeah, maybe balance it could help with. I, he's taken some hard shots. I, I honestly, like all jokes aside, was very nervous watching him last year after that happened. I wish him all the best for sure. Aren't we all? And by the way, no need to apologize because I don't have him on that list of the top, I don't know, five, seven, 10, 12 best quarterbacks either. But that's for another BetQL show on another day. Let's talk a little fighting here with Andrew Gombis tonight. Which way you lean in the main event? We've got Song Yudong versus Ricky Simone. Right now, you can get even money on Song at plus 100. Ricky Simone, the slight favorite, at minus 120. Where's your money going? That, this is such a hard fight for me to call. I don't have any bets on the main event. I ever so slightly lean to the Simone side. I think them making this a five-round main event benefits him. He's a cardio machine. He's constantly chasing takedowns. I think some of Song Yidong's success is going to come front 
uploaded, I think, saw song in those early rounds. My favorite Simone in those late rounds. I could totally see it being one of those fights. It's 48, 47 either way. Uh, I think both these guys are extremely talented. Both guys are well-rounded, and this is just a great matchup. I'm glad they bumped this to a main event. But gun to my head, I'm taking Ricky Simone very not confidently. What are uh, a couple of things that do uh, tickle your fancy that, Andrew, on the main card? Uh, some of your favorite bets. Uh, what really stands out to you? Yeah, so I like Julian Arosa and I like uh, Marcos Rogério de Lima. I had Haley Cohen in the first fight of the night at like plus 150, really close fight, could have went either way, didn't go mine. Uh, so hopefully these next two fare better. But yeah, I like Arosa, I like uh, Rogério de Lima. I think, um, just real quick, I'll break both of them down. I think Arosa. He's fought the much better competition. I think if he wants takedowns, they're going to be there. Padilla's grappling on tape looked pretty bad to me. Um, he accepts bottom. Uh, Arosa, good striker. He can be hit at times, but I don't think Padilla has anything crazy in terms of power. He's a long striker like Arosa, but doesn't really use it. He kind of comes forward. So I, I think Arosa line should be a little bit wider. On the Delima fight, I really like Delima. I think that's my favorite spot of the card. He's a bigger hitter. He's grappling upside. He's leg kick upside. He's fought better competition. Um, I, I really like him in this spot. I think if he wants to go down the grappling path, he could pretty much dumpster Acosta in the grappling pretty easily. Acosta does not like being leg kicked. We even saw in a fight with Chase Sherman, who's not the caliber of fighter that, that Delima is, he was having an issue with the leg kick. So I think if Delima comes out leg kicking, grappling, uh, he's going to look like a big favorite in this fight. Now we're only one week away, Andrew, from UFC 288, the marquee matchup at the top, Henry Cejudo. Triple C is back in the octagon taking on Aljamain Sterling. It's a pick 'em, and I love me a good pick 'em fight in a main event on a pay-per-view card, and I keep going back and forth. So you may, maybe you can help me make some money on this one. I think, I think, and you can talk me out of it pretty easy, I think I'm leaning Aljo. Always disrespected, often an underdog, almost always comes out on top. And then for Henry Cejudo, I got a million reasons. The easiest one is he hasn't been in the octagon in a few years. And if you're going to give me a pick him on the champion, I think I'm taking Aljo. What say you? No, I, I mean, you just nailed it right there. I lean Aljo as well. I mean, Henry Cejudo is a 36-year-old bantamweight coming off a three-year retirement layoff. He spent plenty of time in his career at 125 pounds. Meanwhile, Aljamain Sterling is one of the biggest bantamweights, if not the biggest bantamweight in the entire division. He's a seven-inch seven inch reach advantage. He's been the way more active fighter. He's been fighting studs at 135 pounds while Henry's been on the sidelines. He fought Peter Yan twice. He fought Corey Sanhagen, TJ Dillashaw. Henry's 135-pound run, a little bit different. He had... Marlon Marais, who's out of the UFC, and Dominic Cruz, who is a legend but um, is not a top five or top ten guy at the moment. So I think these guys are just in different places. I, even Prime Cejudo, I think the line would make a little bit more sense, but who knows what he's going to look like. This isn't heavyweight where, 30, where 36 is kind of the average age. This is bantamweight where the prime is usually like 28 to 32. So coming back – this much past his prime, it's going to be really interesting. He's a great athlete. He's great fight IQ, so I'm not totally counting him out. But I have to lean the Aljo side here. Is that uh, is this one where you think Aljo could get the finish, or do you do you see this one go on the distance? That's tough. I think if Aljo gets on top of him, he could finish him on the ground. Aljo, amazing back takes. He's one of the best top games in the entire sport. Uh, great body triangle. But Cejudo has that outstanding wrestling background. So I'm not sure if Aljamain Sterling is going to get on top. I think if it comes in a scramble that Henry's going to be in danger. Whereas if Henry takes – sorry, I just hit my computer. Where I'm getting so passionate talking about this. Fight. I love it. Um, whereas, 
Whereas if Henry takes Aljo down, Henry's not much of a jiu-jitsu threat. So I think Aljo could get back to his feet if he ends up on bottom or actually create scrambles to end up on top. But I do think the finishing upsides on the Sterling side, um, Henry, I'm trying to think in my head of how he could get a finish. He obviously could land a big punch. It happens, but he doesn't have crazy power. Aljamain's a pretty durable guy. So I lean uh, decision, but it wouldn't shock me if Aljamain gets him out of there. If he gets on top, he's able to get a back take, a body triangle, something of that sort. Andrew, if Aljo does uh, win next week, uh, we've mentioned, like he's, uh, Sean said, he's like, you know, he's one of the more disrespected champions. Been a very weird title run, given. Uh, do you think he'll get yeah. a lot of credit for this? Because it is beating a guy who obviously is very decorated, two-time champion, but the caveat's going to be he's been out of the octagon for a long time. So I guess my question is, do you think he'll get a lot of respect for it? And if he doesn't, what do you think it's going to take for him uh, to get that <laughs> respect? <laughs> I could see it from both sides. On one side, you're always going to have the naysayers, the people that'll say, oh, well, you beat this guy because it was a bad scorecard. You beat this guy because he was out of his prime. At the end of the day, I hope they keep disrespecting him. I'd like to bet money on him in the future in, in the right matchup. Yes. But I think from from one standpoint, you really can't discredit the guy. Like, if he goes out there and beats Henry Cejudo, who's an Olympian, who's an Olympic gold medalist, not just an Olympian, Olympic gold medalist, who's a ba uh, former Bantamweight champ, a former flyweight champ, there really is no denying that in um, in, in terms of credibility for a guy like Aljamain Sterling, especially because he already has the, the Piotr Jan win. Um, he finished Sanhagen in, in such easy fashion. The Dill Dillashaw fight was a little bit weird, but he went out there and he did what he needed to do. So I think he's going to get some respect on his name. Well, in eighth grade, guys, I don't know if you know this about me, but I fought my boy Ed, and we had to do it. We just we had to throw down. And I think that if I'm Aljo and I win this fight, I call out Marab. I know it's his boy. I know it's his training partner. But you know what? Sometimes you got to throw down like I did with Ed in eighth grade. Uh, Andrew Compass, Brendan Tobin, myself, the sports machine, Sean Levine. Talk a little fighting with you here on the BetQL Network. All right, if I want to make some money on the co-main event next week, I don't know what I'm doing with that either. Bilal Muhammad, all he does is wins fights versus Gilbert Burns, who all he does is takes fights, right? We saw this guy in the octagon like five minutes ago. I'm a little bit surprised with these odds, Andrew. Not that Gilbert's the favorite. I figured he would be. But at minus 140, you'll give me plus 120 on Bilal Muhammad. I think that's my lean. Yeah, it's a really fascinating fight. Bilal Muhammad, a guy who just always seems to get it done. You've got Gilbert Burns, who, in my opinion, is Bilal's toughest fight in a really long time, if not ever. Burns, obviously, a good hitter on the feet. He's improved his striking tremendously over the years. Ace, jiu-jitsu ace, um, strong guy. Uh, Bilal, very, very well-rounded. He's good cardio. He's been beating strikers by taking them down, such as Steven Thompson, Vincente Luque. I don't think he's going to really be able to do that here. I think Burns is the best grappler he's ever fought. Uh, I think Burns could outgrapple him if he if he wants to go that route. But it is five rounds, which I do think favors Bilal a little bit. I give Bilal a little bit of a cardio advantage, but I think skill for skill, Burns is better everywhere. Um, he's more athletic. He's more physical. I think he is finishing upside. So I lean the Burns side. I would like a better price to bet on myself, but he is my pick to get it done in the co-main event. What do you think uh, if he does – He's undeniable for a title shot, right? Like a three and zero year to to start twenty twenty three. I mean, dude, come on, like I that kind. Of, I, I, that, that's crazy. Like if you put that kind of work in, you're three and zero to start the year. You basically been taken out, you know, and you take out a legit, you know, top contender in Bilal. Like I get it, Hori's on the downside. Neil Magny's not the most impressive name, but that kind of activity. Do you think this would be enough to put him in that position, or do you still feel like you know it would take one more to really solidify something like that? 
No, I think it's pretty clear cut at this point. I think Colby and Leon are going to fight in the summer, and the winner of Blal and um, Burns is going to fight the winner of Colby and uh, Leon, I, which I think is the right move, by the way. I was just thinking only and he and look Gilbert looked awesome against Hamzad and remember he came into that fight as like a looks like a plus 340 underdog Dorino he was a huge underdog in that yeah. fight so I give him all that respect and who even knows what weight class Hamzad fights at these days so I would just it's it's going to be tough to leapfrog him for a belt only because we've seen that go down but again another argument for another day uh, our boy friend of the show Bryce Mitchell is back on this card taking on e- I don't even know how to say this guy's last name. Evil Evil whatever. However you say it, or however you say his name, I know that he's a heavy favorite. Minus Sounds like an elder, dude. Bryce Mitchell on BetMGM right now. Thank you. Is a plus two sixty. We love Bryce Mitchell on this show. Why is he such an underdog next week against however you say this guy's name? Yeah, Mavsar Evil Thank I, you. I can't say it either. Mavsar Evloev. <laughs> um, I, I get why he's the favorite. This feels wide to me, guys. I mean, you're getting a guy in Bryce Mitchell who's going to go out there and he's going to attempt a ton of takedowns. He's got gas tank for days. He's a grinder. It's a big price to be paying on Mavsar when he got taken down, I think it was six times, against um, the British gentleman whose name escapes me at the moment. Um, it'll come to me. But, yeah, I mean, Bryce anyone – in that spot who is like Bryce Mitchell, who attempts a lot of takedowns, who has great cardio, who's a pace fighter, a pressure fighter. That's someone who I want to back as a big underdog in general. And he's coming. I think it's a good buy low spot on him. I bet Ilya Tapiria at minus 135 against Bryce. But now this is a whole dollar more expensive than that fight was. So he went from being uh, – Tapiria was minus 130 – now, Evolev is minus 230 or even more in some spots. So I think it's a bit of a, mar- a market overcorrection here. And um, I think from a betting perspective that Bryce Mitchell has to be the side. And also the guy's name who I was trying to think of uh, is Mike Grundy. That fight took place, uh, I want to say it was in 2020. I think he took down uh, Mavsar five or six times. He doesn't have that same kind of grindy style where he can keep it going for 15 minutes that Bryce has. And he did put Mobsar in danger. He was really, really close to finishing the choke in the first round. I think um, the line's wide. I, like I said, I get why Mobsar's favorite. He's the better striker, very well-rounded. But I think Bryce is at plus 220. There's very few guys in the division that I wouldn't take that price on him against. He's a very good fighter, and I think it's a good buy-low spot. You almost have to look at this kind of stuff like the stock market and – the market's low on Bryce Mitchell right now, and I think this is the time to buy the dip. A uh, guy whose stock's probably really rising, Andrew. Curious, uh, going over to another scary Russian, Sergey Pavlovich last week. Uh, how much did his stock rise in your eyes? And uh, where, where, like, what is the, uh, the the ceiling on this guy right now? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
it's so funny because it's so hard to know. We only see him fight for two and a half minutes, and he has crazy power, like very good power. He has good striking, but it's hard to know what's going to happen when he enters that second, third, and especially at this point in his career, he's going to be in main events. He's going to be in title fights. So what is his cardio going to look like later in the fight if it gets there? What's his grappling going to look like? I mean, we only saw kind of one half-hearted takedown attempt from Curtis Blades. He defended that fine, but... I still have my question marks, and it's not to take anything away from the guy at all. He's a huge hitter. He, at heavyweight, he's going to beat most of these guys. But I really wanted to see what would have happened in that Blades fight if that got to the second, third, fourth rounds. Um, but, yeah, when you get that kind of power with that kind of a striker, it's it's really fun to watch. It's really impressive, and he's going to beat most of the guys he fights just based off that pure physical advantage that he has over the rest of the division. Tom Aspinall, guys, I've been saying it for years. He'll be the champion. I don't know when he's going to be back at 100%, but give him, like, one fight under his belt and then fight for the belt. I'm telling you, that guy has what it takes to be a champion. So do you, though. Andrew Gombas, pro MMA better. You can follow him on Twitter, at Bets and Picks MMA. We'll bring you back in a couple of weeks, and we'll talk about what happens next week at 288. Thanks again, brother. Would love to. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, best of luck to all of you. Brendan, uh, first of all, you might want to unmute your microphone if you're going to do a radio show. Um, if uh, if you're so good at the English language, if you've perfected this thing, how do mm -hmm. I say the, that guy's last name that Bryce Mitchell's fighting? Dude, I wish I could tell you, but we're out of time. So, sorry, dude. Oh, uh, this maybe guy. Time. This I guy's know, unbelievable. Speaking of radio professionals, try and stay on the clock, you know, and then, we'll, then I'll teach you how to all pronounce right. it. He's right. He's right. He's right. I got to go to break. You're locked into the BetQL network.